Hello, welcome to the Online Gamers Podcast, episode 114. Hi, hello, hi, how you doing? How we doing? Uh, Alex is nocturnal officially. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. You are. He is nocturnal. Well, hey, you lucked out with daylight savings. Did uh, he luck out, though, if he was just up for it? I'm always up during daylight savings. I don't remember the last time I got to get the hour as a sleep thing. It's just like, it was... hey, it's, we're fine on hours. Look, the clock went back. And then you're up during the other one. It's like, shoot. Ah, pain. It's way later than I thought. Yeah, Jewel and I got back from um, a buddy's house Saturday night. And, uh, like, DoorDash McDonald's or something. And we ended up being like, oh, we just gained an hour. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. I'm normally not up that late I, anymore. I was almost late enough, up late enough for that. I'll, I'll do it during, uh... Um, Alright. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Leaks are going around first off, so be careful with your eyes out there if you care. Um, or if you with don't, Google eyes, it. It's right there. Really up to you, but more just a warning message of caution. Um, and list are now yet. At this point, they're not. Which is the most interesting part of the leak. So Every that's not time. a part of the leak? Not yet. They, yeah, the but version exclusives like, aren't. I think it's just a guy yet. who got the game, and it's not someone who can be like, oh, look, Who's I opened up switch. the game and can tell yeah. you what's. That's because normally I feel like it is, but yeah. like every picture I've seen of it. It's like, Just like a dude playing a genuine setup, and the dude's like taking photos of his switch on the TV. Yeah. Um, PlayStation VR two is launching in February of next year for five hundred and fifty dollars. You uh, gotta go to the Sony site if you want a thing. Oh yeah, you can. You have to have a uh, PlayStation ID, right? Yeah, and register. Yeah. And then they'll notify you. Fun, fun, fun. I don't know. Don't wait long enough. Maybe I'll have a job. <laughs> and I can get motion sick on VR. As long know. as you just don't get any of those, like, stand still and move games, stand still, walk with the stick games, it's it's fine. As long as, like, your movements are one to one in the game world, then it's, it's, it's fine. Oh, uh, okay. Or you could do like I did with Beat Saber and go. Why? You stab? I did. That I, I, I did. Remember, like I, I was trying to do the thing and I ended up falling forward. Oh. Yeah, Remember? I mean. I was on your that's a system. That's a separate risk. That's not motion sick. That's just you, getting Stupidity. too, uh, getting too immersed. 
It's it's better than the videos of like people that get so into it they try to jump or something and just bullhead their TV. No, that's the best video. Oh wait, it wasn't jump. Deep Flavor. It was oh. uh super hot. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Or like the videos of like a grandma and they put her in a horror scene and she like gets has an actual actual panic attack like actually panic attack take helmet off grab knife <laughs> panic attack stabs everyone yeah when I first read the price I was like damn that's more expensive than PS Five that's a lot of money and then I was like wait my headset was like seven hundred something dollars so. Yeah, this is about the price point for the first VR, and this one's way better than. Yeah, the doesn't this? It's got one cable, right? So just the single USB C, right. right? Which that is sick. Um, um, coming from a guy with an OG Vive, that is sick. It's been a while since I've read the specs, but like I remember the screens are way up yeah. compared to the first one. The controllers are a million times better, but that's not hard when the PS4's VR had PS3 Move controller <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's not hard of an upgrade look 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 they had to do something with the those. first one to do the one thing that i'm like i would love to do this in vr yeah so uh yeah go ahead and register if you haven't already um did. sony acquires beyond sports yeah, I've never heard of this. Who is Beyond Sports? Just like some little thing, I think. I don't know. I found this like last minute before I crashed for an hour. Acquisition of Beyond Sports allows Sony to offer end-to-end -end options to clients for player data opportunities. Ugh, what does that mean? An artificial So Beyond Sports it's is an artificial intelligence-based data visualization company specializing in fan engagement. The Dutch tech company will join optical tracking provider Hawkeye and digital media platform Pulse Live among Sony's sports businesses. Beyond Sports can use player tracking data to create photorealistic simulations, some of which are used to buy pro sports clubs, but it has developed a particular niche in rendering graphical representations that target younger demographics of fans. For example, Beyond Sports animated highlights during the Nickelodeon broadcast of the NFL wildcard games the past two years. Um, that's how... Oh, so they can, like, take live-action scenes and translate it into an animated thing. Because this is saying that th I could, uh, that's how they got the Teenage Mutant big. Ninja Turtles to play yeah, this football. Yeah, going to be big for sports games then. yeah well i mean with uh madden no longer being madden technically sony has still... an exclusive sports one and then they published it on microsoft well Matt, madden's still madden no you're talking are you talking about college football i'm talking about well ea if ea is doing it then whatever they're using for football he is what Madden or which which one? Mad Madden's the, the one that's not getting touched. Apart. Yeah, Madden and Two K are staying. FIFA fell apart, but FIFA okay. fell apart, and EA is also FIFA doing the thing with college football where they're working amount. around it. Yeah, and then we've also got the um. Sony's got uh, sport, uh, base baseball, MLB the show. 
Yeah. Yes. And they publish it and on that's... the others, and it's awkward because it's like Sony. Yeah, but that's still that's wow. still MLB official. Madden is still NFL official. Right. Um, but the show okay. uh, we'll see this technology probably not the next game I'd think, but maybe the game after, like within the two or three games. We'll see this company at least helping. So it actually seems like this may not. I they could use it for games, but it's more like um, Sony the us or have Sony the giant tech conglomerate. Yeah, not Sony the gaming company. Yeah, yeah, it's because they're they're talking about like using this for actual sports stuff. Right, like, like it's shown for commercials games, yeah. and fan engagement and blah 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 whatever. Because like that's a big thing. Um, now that Thursday Night Football is on Prime Video, they've like fully plastered it with Amazon Web Services stuff because they have Amazon Web Services has like the most crazy AI server cloud that you can think of today. Oh, that's not for like research. So they can do all these crazy freaking stats during the game, like, and the stuff they show is is pretty crazy, like catch percentages based on like distance and position and route and throw time and all this other stuff so i wonder how far this will go because a few years back i looked into like why wouldn't they just why do we still football is a good example right where we all do football uh but why why do we still use refs why not use the like the technology oh why not use a oh my god we had this uh debate at work a couple months ago right and a lot of people seem to be like, well, yeah, you could, but part of the game is definitely the refs interference. It's the human touch. Yeah. yeah it's the human the error. AI would make it boring. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, will the call be perfect? Eh, probably. Probably but... most of the time, but also, I mean... There's a, there's a couple debates. There's one like, you know, does it make it less interesting to have an AI? Two, does an AI lead to situations where they call a lot of unnecessary fouls because AIs can't read context? At least yet, anyway. Yes. Um, and like, yeah, like a big part of human touch is like, when do you decide the line between letting the players play and calling a holding or interference? Like, or like an unnecessary roughness. Like, where do you draw that line? And like the variance in that, you know, can swing a game. It mm -hmm. would swing a game. We would if they put in an AI ref, it would completely change the field of football, and I don't think people would like it. Yeah, I it's mean, it's a tradition thing. Well, look at um, Auburn uh, a couple weeks ago, barely. But, like, hey, if really we had AI refs, Auburn would have beat Mississippi State last week. That was not a catch. Anybody that's from Mississippi State that wants to fight me, I will fight you. Normally, I take my defeat Let good and well. Go. I've Let eaten a lot of defeat over the past couple years, okay? But that We're, one was BS. The, the one fourth down catch where he used the ground to catch the ball and they didn't overturn it. Okay. It was there. There was that one and the pass interference in the last one, last uh, down, that they're like, we got the pass interference flag, but the ball wasn't going to get caught no matter what we did. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, like AIs can determine what an uncatchable ball is a lot more, and that definition could be very different. 
Also, Cooper just popped in here. Hello, Cooper. Hey, guys. Hello, Cooper. Sorry, I'm late. Late. Didn't even say he was coming. Same difference. Um, I'm like Lucas. I came out of nowhere. Or Steve from Minecraft. In Smash Bros. You came from Minecraft? Minecraft, yeah. Dude, where, this where man is old enough to drive and still says Minecraft. Sony acquired Neon. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, Grant. <laughs> Puts a pipe bomb in your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Cooper, we're talking about Sony buying a company called Beyond Sports that does like AI transformations of realistic events. Oh, okay. Um, and then we got a discussion and about AI refereeing. Yeah, we're talking. We just got pretty hard. That was like a football podcast moment. Um, so yeah, it's a big deal again. We're kind of good, not really, <laughs> but like it felt. Everybody different. was happy on the sideline for once. They didn't look like they wanted to kill we themselves. Actually, tried. <laughs> yeah, we tried. For People the were first smiling time and jumping like around, years. having a good time. Not like they were all in a bunch of bath salts. Like, yeah, we would have wanted to, but actually. Um, my, my coworker, uh, on the team that I merged with at work, he messaged me like first thing this morning. He was like, let's just both agree that that game didn't happen because I know what you're going to say about that stupid call. I don't want to talk about it. We won and it's wrong, but I don't want to, I was like, I don't want to face it. I don't want to face it. He's like, I'm just, just let me have my win in silence. And I was like, I'm just going to say that ref was that the call was bad and I'll, I won't, bu I won't bug you <clears throat> anyway. Uh, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR announced for PSVR 2, a spiritual, a, bleh, a spiritual successor to Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Its title was registered with the European Union Intellectual Property Office in August of last year. In January 2022, five more titles were registered. Um, TDP Directive 8020. TDP The Craven Man, TDP Intercession, TDP Winterfold, and TDP Presence of Death. Presence of Death. Presents. Pres presents O Death? Yeah. Oh. Which is different. Uh, anyways, uh, TDP obviously stands for the Dark Pictures. Yeah, the Dark Pictures. Um, so obviously four of these titles are going to be the next season of the series. And then because it says presents of death, I think it's like a spinoff. It will be the prevailing theory right now is it will be a card game. Hmm. That would be interesting. But it's also the song in the game, so maybe it will be actually something special. It's just weird that it has a different title. Um. Sonic Frontiers reviews are out, finally. Uh, so it's a little shaky. Metascore right now is 73. Um, mostly positives, a lot of mixed, uh, and just a couple negatives. Um, That's so, pretty good for Sonic, though. Yeah, to be, to be truly honest with you. Um, so I'm going to pick the first one I found which was the GameSpot review. We're going to go with GameSpot. Just whatever. They're all the same. Um, scroll down to the summary. Uh, forget all the review stuff. The bad part is they gave, they gave Last of Us a 6 out of 10. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, 7 out of 10 from GameSpot. The good. There's a satisfying flow to the open-ended nature of exploration and progression. Combat is simplistic but fun with plenty of enemy variety. Bosses are grand in scale and spectacles. Bite-sized cyberspace levels encourage replayability. The bad. Sonic's movement is floaty and imprecise, leading to some platforming frustration. The repetitive mm. gameplay loop gives way to tedium by the end. Some of the mini-bosses are tiresome and repeat too frequently, and cyberspace levels lack visual variety. Um, I think the only one that bothers me there is Sonic's movement is floaty and imprecise, leading to some platforming frustration. I get that he's a yeah. platformer, but but I want it the, to be tight. Yeah, and also yeah, I'm okay with it being floaty and imprecise. If you're doing, if you're going fast on huge levels, then it really doesn't matter all that much. But if I've got to do platforming to where I need tight controls, then give me tight controls, or just make it all big where I just do nothing but go fast and can't see anything. Which we've seen you can do. At least the, the early footage showed that. I'm just zooming across. Yeah, so I feel like this is going to have a lot of typical Sonic drone in it where it's like, yeah, there's some parts where you go fast and it's really freaking fun. And then you have to do stupid platforming. And it just but makes you want to go back to the going fast. Sonic. If you're going to design. One, that's the one where that really originated with the. Oh, look, the day sections are really fun. And then you have to play Werewolf Sonic. Isn't that 06? <laughs> look, no, look, look. Uh, if you really want Sonic to get people Shadow talking, if you want people to get to really talk about the good stuff, you got to put something bad in there. That's true. Except no, you I'm going to talk more about the bad. Like, what's the good one that I can't think of? Okay, so Sonic Werewolf was... Like, me personally, I, I love... Steve. No, it's Unleashed. Yeah, Sonic Unleashed. Sonic Unleashed. Oh, that's it, yeah. Like, me personally, I love Steve being in Smash Bros, but it's a fighting game, and fighting games suck. You could just be Sonic <laughs> Generations, Cameron, and be good! No, what do we no. say? Sonic Team is trying to be bad. So actually, this this sounds like no, a pretty bad attempt at a Sonic game, because it's half decent. True. But they said they were trying to be good for this one. So what does that mean? That means they're doing a really bad job. I'm more interested in what the regular player thinks on this one than reviewers, though. Yeah. Um, I feel like Sonic is such a mixed bag with reviewers. Let me let me click the uh, a ninety Attack of the Fanboy. Let's give you let's give you a chance, Attack of the Fanboy, whoever this is. They gave him a ninety. A nine. Wow. A ninety. Four point five out of five. Sonic Frontiers really picks up the slack where this franchise started to falter. It's still a Sonic game at its core, and make sure to stay true to the name even when branching out into other areas unfamiliar to the series. Um, let's see. With many risky elements implemented like the combat and open world, these were executed in a way that enhanced my time playing. The game plays very well and will appear to veterans and newcomers to the long-running series. To those who still might be skeptical, give it a try. Frontiers preserves the best aspects of a modern Sonic game and expands upon it in ways that help refresh the series moving forward. Despite how well your platforming expertise is, this game is really hard to put down. It makes you want to keep running around reaching new heights and new locales. So, we'll see? Yeah. 
it's we'll see. based on the based on our sample size of two reviews it sounds like it's got some pretty decent highs but there's some frustrating parts that kind of bring it down so it's a sonic game oh, it's a sonic game, game. <laughs> If it's just adventure, they did a good job. Yeah. Where, you know, the you want to be like a Sonic game like Adventure and Adventure 2 where the lows aren't that low. Like, they're a little boring in comparison to I want to go fast. So let me I go mean, fast. But, like, look at Knuckles' those bubbles, right? Like... The and only well-designed one is Pumpkin Hill. Yes. King of the Hill. Hank Hill, bro. Hank Hill. <laughs> Hank Hill. Oh, uh, yes, my favorite Sonic character. Yes. Um. I mean, he was the video game character. So, yeah, Sonic Frontiers is a Sonic game. That's been the All Night Bangers podcast. Good night. um and lastly before collector's corner uh target and amazon both are having buy two get one free sales on video games this week um if i one had money and two didn't want a a bunch of other things i would definitely do it because i could get like a bunch of big games i haven't gotten this year freaking modern warfare 2 uh elden ring and like returnal were all so i could like that's like a pretty good deal. You can get some man, good stuff. Returnal feels weird to me because I remember all like their presentations things, so I've got an idea. Like, because they're like, oh, because it's not. I don't. It's hard to describe, right? But like, the one thing that interests me is everyone's like, it's as good as using the PlayStation interactive stuff. As uh, Astro, yeah, playroom, and I'm like, damn, I love Astro's playroom for all it does. I was, I want to play something that uses it that well. So, uh, yeah, check it out. They're adding more games throughout the week, so be sure to maybe check it out on Thursday or Friday. If you're looking to get some games for yourself or others, or maybe both, hey, buy yourself a couple games, get a free game for for someone. Christmas. Yeah. Um, All right, Collector's Corner. This is the weekly segment. Y'all know the drill. Go around, talk about what games we've been playing and what stuff we've been doing, whatever else. Um, Cameron, you start us off. Let's Let's hear your... So, obviously, been playing Splatoon... Um, still doing the dailies for Alex and Cooper because they won't do them themselves. Lazy. Untrue, um, untrue, bro. When was the last time you played? As if you're gonna get shot if you don't do them. Yes. Uh, the um, last time I played was uh, the time we played together. That so the last last No, oh, he played oh. this weekend with uh, me. Yep. But yep. it wasn't that wasn't a daily. Oh, still carried. So you did not. <gasps> Heartbroken. Um, I've been playing a lot of sword Pokemon Sword. Um, I've almost got all the uh, not 
DLC Pokemon um, for my living decks. So trying to figure out how to get his damage into um, it, it's certainly going. It's uh, going. It's certainly going. Uh, I'm also currently playing um, Pokemon uh, Moon because I still haven't evolved the last uh, Pokemon because uh, I need I need the middle form between uh, Cosmog and the Wawa uh, oh, legendaries. Oh, Cosmog Senior. Cosmog Senior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the name, Cooper, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I know so. I work for um, Yeah, so once I once I get this, I'm either, buy, I'm either buying the DLC or um, skirting around buying it by using Haley's. Um, I'll be... Doing that to get the last three Pokemon from Aloha. Because I do not want to play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for a total of three Pokemon. Mm -hmm. um, and... Oh, I did. I went on Toy Story Mania while we were waiting for Fantasmic, because uh, Chelsea and I went and saw that on Friday. Very good. I'm glad it's back. Jelly. Uh, uh, I did get first in the cart on Mania, as well. That it was, it was a good day. I I quite enjoyed my Friday. Oh, um, yeah. it, it is. It is a good day. No, Friday was a good day. Today was a good day. No, no, and Friday. Friday. Friday was a good day. Oh, speaking of Friday, uh, this Friday is Veterans Day. Yes, it is. That's that's true. Happy early yeah. Veterans Day, because we can't yeah. <laughs> we can't do it next yeah. week. We'll be too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank thank your veterans. Even if you don't your got veterans. one in your family, support your yeah, VA. Yeah. Even if you got one in your family, say thank you. Fuck politicians that try to take money away from veterans. I'm Amen. Um, is that all you had, Cameron? Um, so I didn't Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, Among Us. We played Among Us Saturday night. Um, they they called me at like 10, 10.30 and asked me to play Among Us. Yeah, we were like, do you want to play Among Us? <laughs> I bet it was I just guess. like that, too, with the laugh and everything. Like, I can't believe we're calling this man at 1030. I said no, and they made me play Yeah, we anyways. were like, Alex, Alex, get in here. And he was like, no, I'm busy. And we're like, Alex! They want to leave me alone. I was trying to write the show. Me, me showing Alex why you should play Among Us. <laughs> I love those memes. I found one the other day. It was like me showing the cashier my 100% off coupon. And it's friggin' EDP four four five pulling out a gun. <laughs> yeah, so um we ended up playing uh until like twelve twenty or so. And then 
uh, ended up actually talking with uh, the the fourth groomsman, John, for a little bit. So I was up till one or so, and still didn't somehow managed to avoid the uh, like thing up till after the time change, which was nice. I I like not being up at the time change. Yeah, I woke up this morning at 6 a.m. and the sun was already up. And I was like, this is bullshit. Oh, I was up at about... that time. It was not up. The yeah. Not and I also it. want to talk about the time when I could leave work and my headlights didn't turn on. <laughs> you, you want, well, dude, I'm like, when I, this, these last couple of weeks where I was having to go to the office before I went uh, fully remote. I was getting there before the sun was properly up. Like I dude, I would be going to work in the dark at this point if I was still going to the office. Like cuz it was already dark at 6:30, it would like it would not be fun trying to get to work at that point like at this point. Um but oh, um so Yesterday, right, I was taking Chelsea to work because um, I told her I would, and I was driving through property, and I forgot that the Run Disney stuff was still there, so my normal path from uh, the Magic Kingdom cast lot back to my apartment was blocked, so I tried... Um, because I usually go like in front of Grand Floridian and get on World Drive that way. That was blocked. Tried to go down to World Drive. That was blocked. So I had to go all the way through property, like following the back road that leads in front of Porter Lane. The whole time stuck behind buses. And I'm just like, I could be asleep right now. <laughs> so I just stayed up all day. Because I was like, what, you know, what, what's the point? Happiness? My, like, I guess, but, like, like I got back, and I was like, I'm not even, like, because I'd already been, you know, out of the apartment for over an hour, so I was like, it's not even worth it at this point. All right, uh, Cooper? Uh, I play Splatoon. You know me, I always do my dailies. And... <laughs> I love how Cooper doesn't have his camera on, so he looked at Alex's camera to give his reaction. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, Comedian. Um, let's see. I've been playing a lot of Among Us. Unfortunate. And... Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, Cooper grinds out Among Us like there's no tomorrow. There isn't. Let's see. What else have I been playing? Oh, I've been playing Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. You mentioned you down, you started that back last week. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot this part of my... Um... What are you yeah. missing? Uh, literally just... Uh, 
the new ones. Okay. Okay. And those will be those should be in on Friday for both uh home and the apartment. Oh yeah, the uh Splatoon three maybe will drop this Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot to mention that. What else you got, Coop? Just in time for the slap um, Oh yeah, I have the uh, Steve and Alex amiibo. I just took Cameron's and claimed them as my own. Easy money. No. Easy money. No. Easy money. That logic is so sound. No. Thank you. Buy your own. Just no. why? Why would he need to? He already has them now. I already have them. Bro. You should buy your own. I yeah, buy your own. I did buy my own. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you have the receipt. That's yeah. what I thought. No, you don't. I burned the receipt. Oh my god, I gave me creeper speed! Ah! Alright. The speed arrow. Um, let's see. I've been playing a little bit of Minecraft too. Oh really? <laughs> nah. Couldn't tell. I know. I know. Let's see. Yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Minecraft among us. Splatoon a bit. Um What else have I been doing? I, oh, I finally got like caught up in all my classes, and I learned how to make bread. Bread's a long process, bro. And we're mm-hmm. gonna do we're gonna do another bread, and it's gonna be a three day long process this week. Yeah, bro. So, genuinely incredible bread takes a lot of effort, just like anything. It, it really really does. really good food takes several days and a lot of effort. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And that's what makes me want to have a freaking, like, a pizza oven or, like, one of those, like, propane ones or something. So you could make, like, your own pizza dough and, like, you know, like, you make it, you let it sit in the fridge overnight, and then it, like, let the yeast marinate for a long-ass time. But it makes, like, this crunchy, perfect, bubbly crust. Oh. It's just, oh, yeah. Sounds really good. Cooking's good. Oh, Cooking yeah. is good. Cooking's the main thing. Um, that, that's why I'm going into culinary. Cooper the I mean, chef. Yeah. I would never eat anything you make. Wow. Hey, hey. Now that's fair, actually. But wow. Why is that fair? Uh, well, I would I, eat I it if, as long as Cooper didn't know that it was for me until I got it. <laughs> You think I would put something in the food? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Just wow. gonna be honest, just straight up, I, I do. Big brain, big brain. I did not become surf safe certified to be slandered like this. Like I said it for five years. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I burned a year, but I still have a couple more years. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I've been, I've just been chilling. That's about it. Uh, I'll oh. go. I blew a tire. Again. Yeah, you oh. talked about this, and that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Your car doesn't need this. Yeah, so... uh, I did... Th- that photo was really misleading. I, I I thought it was pretty hilarious. Just, like, photo of car on tow truck with no context. One of my yeah. buddies up here was like, oh, bro, what did you do? They thought I, like, either got in a wreck or... Uh, like blew my engine up or something. <laughs> um, no, we were going to get freaking Waffle House. 
There's one of the Waffle House. So yeah, two things came out of this. Well, first off, the tire was free because luckily it was the same exact tire that I already had to get replaced. Um, but I have two action items. Um, one is I called Honda back today and I was like, where the hell is my spare tire? Um, and also, as soon as I get the chance, I am getting smaller rims and not super sport thin sidewall tires because these roads are too bad to be driving around with those tires on all the time. I have to be so vigilant for potholes, which means I have to be constantly on crack because there's potholes everywhere. We love mm. Alabama roads. Yeah, yeah, but you'd think the city of Huntsville could fix that. You'd think. Yeah, no. they, they it looked like no. they had cut a uh, like a slice of the road out to add a access port to like the sewer or something. Um, and, and then... They filled it back in, but they filled it in horribly, so all the asphalt sank. So there's like a two oh, good, good, good. or three inch right angle thing that's wide enough for a tire to fit in. So I just, bam, right in there. Got out of the Waffle House. Freaking tire. Like the one advantage to living in an SEC college town. They have to fix most of the roads like yearly. <laughs> They're like always repaving them because they're like people will see them when they come into the town for the game. Yep. It could be worse though. Uh, one of Chelsea's roommates, uh, I guess someone tried to steal her tire or something, but uh, she's basically driving around on one uh, one of the nuts. It popped off when she got uh, back into the apartment. Um, driveway, like, she was heading back over to their side of the apartment. Wheel popped off. We're pretty sure the axle broke because of how much uh, it was ended up being to fix it all. So, did you say that Chelsea was driving around with a tire with a single no, not, lug nut on? not Chelsea. Roommate. Uh, one, of, one of her roommates. roommates was. But she was driving yeah. around with a tire with a single lug nut. Yeah, she didn't know. Oh, she didn't know. Okay, I was going to say, like, she consented to driving around like that? That sounds horrifying. No. No, she she didn't know. They just, you know, did. Like, so, someone basically tried to take her tire and thus the pain. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, dealt with that. That was fun. I've uh, been playing. Oh, I got this. Very cool. I haven't seen one since I was a kid. Yeah, so I think I finally have... So all now I have all of the Game Boy Advance... Well, I don't have a, a 001 Game Boy Advance, but I don't really count sub-models. I have one of like all the main models. The only original Game Boy model I'm missing now is the Pocket. Yeah. I've got the OG one, I've got the Color, I've got the Advance, I've got the SP, I've got the Micro now. So now it's just the Pocket. I don't have all the Game Boys. But yeah, I saw this in my local game store. I was already going to go on Saturday, but then my tire popped and I was like, I'm definitely going. I need to fix my day. So when they had one, I was like, hell yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Also, they're like, if you pay with any cash, you get 10% off. And if you buy a game with it, you get 10% off the game. I was like, okay, bet. Um, so... Um, and speaking of Game Boys, my analog pocket still hasn't shipped despite being ready for two weeks. And that's really frustrating. 
but anyway, I've been playing more Pokemon Leaf Green um, the past couple of days because of this. Um, I've played more Bayonetta 3. Uh, I have played... I played some more Inscription last night. Made more progress on that. Um, I can't believe I only have three hours in that game. I feel like I've played a lot more. Um, a little bit of Stardew. Oh, I finally played uh, Grand Turismo 7 again. I'm so close to the end. I want to get those new books that we talked about. I didn't, I'm already at... Um, 32 right now. I'm on the super book. So playing some of that. And the best part is that this book that I'm doing is a set of races that have to be um, like I think they just have to have a turbocharger and be up to a certain rating which means I can drive my type R. Literally my car is in the game like the same color and everything so I've just been doing that. It's been pretty fun um and then oh yeah i played more of man of medan last night i didn't make all that much progress um i got to the point in the story where it looks like the boat blows up but it doesn't and like going through that um huh what 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 wait at the very beginning yeah or with the lightning. No, the the one where like it looks like it blows up from underwater, and then you get up, and it's just like, oh, the grill fucked up. <laughs> oh, but it's super okay. suspect. The, the boat on. Got it. 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 I thought never. The diving boat. Yeah, the diving boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm I not that very far into big it. Big um, And I was like, wait a minute. Why? Got it. Conrad being an idiot and blows up the grill. Yeah. Um, what did you do with Julia? Um, what do you mean? Like, which part? Literally that moment right before. They're like, oh, oh when they're shit. under the water? Yeah. Oh, I made him like, wait. Nope. made him wait. I made him wait the whole time. Good choice. That I... is, like, the most unfair choice in the game. Because... Yeah. Well, because it was like, I... either two things are going to happen. One, it's a bait, which it was. Or... I'm gonna get so I'm gonna get punished for waiting, but I knew that if I didn't wait, there was a good chance one of them was gonna get sick and or die because the bends. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I played some more of that. Um, no, since you're past it, I will admit this: uh, if you go up and you do the other choice on the boat, which is drink beer, you'll get the choice of drink water, or drink beer. She will die at the end of the game, and there's no way. Like that's your Is that what that premonition is where she's sitting on the boat and coughing and doesn't feel good? And falls over, yep. Okay. That's, I figured yeah. I was yeah, see I knew that was sus. I know yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna let the bends be the thing that kills me. <laughs> I'm not gonna get her through the game and then die. Yeah. Um Man of Madon is really interesting in comparison because basically anybody can be the main character. Like, they can all kind of follow the same path. So there's still a couple collectibles only they can get, but they can all kind of do all the paths, depending on who you send where. Um, 
Yeah, but also you can tell that it's. I've been noticing like cause this is the first game. Like some of the body movements are pretty weird, and their faces look it, pretty it, weird. Out of the uncanny five, valley for I would a little bit. Say it's like kind of the weakest, and kind of the uh, the what? How would you describe? It? You know, you look into the eyes of the character, and there you don't see a soul. I would say this one has the most problems with. Yeah, the there's like a scene problems. where I think it's Julia. She goes like. And then just keeps yeah. going, and, and I was like, that's, you can tell this was their early, the early game. <laughs> Little Hope definitely felt more on track with, like, Until Dawn's level. And then I thought, outside of, um, kind of how, uh, the, the, what's her name? Um, the old Disney Channel actress, uh, Ashley Tisdale. I don't think it looks like her. She's the person, like, Sean Ashmore is conrad and that's why he's on the cover of the box the kid who plays andrew's on the cover of the box they're like the oh we did you know more work for their character ashley tosdale's on the cover of the boxer house of ashes and it looks like her but it's not like you if you look at conrad and sean ashmore you're like yeah that's him um so and that's all i think i yeah, that's about everything. Um, all right, Alex, finish this out. Okay, it's going to be kind of long. I well, I'm glad I saved the best for last. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, I played Among Us, right? Because I was dragging each other. You didn't have that. to say it. You didn't have to say it. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the UK, Gaming UK, you had it where you could get a shiny something level 100 in Pokemon Sword and Shield. So I put in my code and got that because they had it as like, oh, tell us your email on the website and we'll send it to you. And I'm like, okay, I'll make that attempt. Okay, I'll sell my data. Yeah, I don't care. I, I, look, you already have my data. I know you have my data. I will give you my data if you give me something yeah. in return. I finished Little Hope and I saved everyone and it felt really good. Nice. And I also got all the collectibles. Which, fun fact, one of those collectibles, uh, the last collectible in the game can only be obtained by getting every other collectible. Interesting. Yeah. So, as I mentioned in for Man of Madon, the next-gen updates broke it and Little Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Man of Madon, you know, the bearing registers as an X. It doesn't show the circle, and if you try to read it in the menu, it won't tell you the choices you've made. And I found out later that apparently if you play movie mode right now, it will black screen and you can't do anything. So, great. Um, the Little Hope kind of has these problems. The bearings register is an X, but you can at least read them in the menu. But I think its problems are more problematic. Or at least it's big one. Mm, man, Little those Hope, problematic problems. Yeah, Little Hope has a unique feature that's not in any of the other Darkened Pictures games, in which your actions as a character will give them certain traits, and if you make the wrong ones, it locks onto the character. Like, it makes them worse people, kind of. It makes them the worst versions of themselves. Yeah. And this can affect all the way to the end of the game, like if you make too many of those bad decisions. You, the trait menu didn't work. 
there were no words around the characters for me. It was just, you know, the little bars that say the characters' names and their levels of things and the characters' face over here. But they didn't have the traits. So I played the whole game without knowing what actual trait I had. <laughs> so I'm kind of surprised I got through it with everyone. Okay, so I did that. And then I went and played House of Ashes. And I got all the collectibles, and I saved everyone. But I actually do have another fun fact for this one. So they, so in Man of Madon and Little Hope, you know, there's all the achievements. And I'll read through them, see what kind of what I need to in both of those, they have a head and a heart only playthrough. Due to the fact that you play Marines in 2003, you only have to make head decisions to get an achievement. There is no heart only one in House of Ashes. Okay. Um, so I was like, sure, I'll try that. That sounds fun. You can make it through almost the entire game by making head decisions like, there, then there's a choice where it's like, well, if I make the head decision, you're going to kill my character. So I can't let that happen. So I guess I'll finally make a heart decision here so that everybody lives. But you can make it through the almost the entire game. But it's kind of funny because it makes everybody dislike each other because you're making all the head decisions. Except Jason and Celine, who... It doesn't kind of matter because, you know, I'll um, explain this idea, I guess. In each of the, so you've got, they kind of did this to make a point, I guess. But in each of the, you know, you have the five playable characters, right? But they make it four of a kind and one different. So in Man of Madon, it's four passengers and their captain. In Little Hope, it's four students and their teacher. And in House of Ashes, it's four American soldiers and one Iraqi soldier. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where Jason and Selene's relationship comes from, like their friendship. Yeah. That they build over the game because Jason is a hardcore American soldier who hates Iraqi soldiers and Selene's an Iraqi soldier. Mm. But, you know, you get thrown into the cell. Like... So I actually really like this one. It's my favorite of the dark pictures because you, you're in it from the beginning. You're like, you're in the hell. The monsters are with you through the entire game. Like the other two, like the other four, including Until Dawn and the Quarry, you have some downtime before you actually get into it. This one's like, no, we're going to start you off and it's just going to stay at that point the whole game. Um, it also included the first actual epilogue since Until Dawn. Oh, yeah? Where the characters actually discuss, like, so, like, in, whoever lives in Until Dawn will discuss with the police what happened on the mountain. Um, in House of Ashes, they'll whoever lives they'll talk to a government or an american government group like to talk about what happened down there but during this these two characters are like that you're kind of 
they're walking around and talking to each one and making notes and comments. And they're like, you know, this is kind of like Winterfold, which is one of the league titles. Hmm. So I think that will be the fifth game. Yeah, that's, I mean, most logical, I guess. Yeah. Um, so then I went back to Man of Madon because it bugged me that I had all the collectibles in the other two, and I only had the 53 possible on the route I did in that one. So you had to go back and make a different choice to get two of them. And then eight were exclusive to Curator's Cut mode. The only one that you have to play Curator's Cut to get all the collectibles. Ugh. So it's kind of interesting. You play the opposite of what you played. So like what you just mentioned, I did that. I set the grill on fire and made it explode. So Julie, but the AI's stupid. I don't like the AI. The AI's like, I'll decompress without... Uh, I'll just shoot up to the air. Yeah. And it was fine. I worked hard to avoid the, the stupid decisions because if you don't pick up one of the clues, but you walk up to it and choose not to do it, like on the boat, that you, the plane you were just on, did you go in the pipe where yeah. she has to take off yeah. the rebreather? Yeah. If you you have that option in the curator's cut as well because you still play them. You just don't play the scene between the coming up. You're on the boat instead of being in the water. Um, so it, you swim up to the pipe, but you choose not to do it. Then she won't drink the alcohol and die. Interesting. So, I, But you have to still choose not to go in the pipe. Like, you can't just ignore it. You have to actually go up and choose not to. Uh which was fine. I was doing great. I kept everyone alive. It was weird, but everybody stayed alive because it, it, I think the curator cut is actually way harder to keep all of them alive. Everyone stayed alive till the last segment of the game. Where the AI is like, no matter what choice of the three dialogue trees that you get, he stabbed me. The AI kept stabbing me. I tried every permutation of that. And the AI killed me every time. Get fucked. I'm so pissed. I kept them all alive. And the AI's like, yeah, you didn't give me that free Julia kill. So I'm going to get this kill no matter what happens. Ouch. But, you know, I played all three games in a very short amount of time. And it gave me time to think. Because the devil in me is about to come out. And when they announced it, they were like, by the way, this is the season one finale. So I kind of have a theory why. Okay. Um, I, it's pretty obvious the only thing that it can be. Because they can't make it like, you know, I explained the epilogue hint. Oh, this is like something. They can put that in. You can find like a newspaper in that one that's like, archaeological dig in 1940s and it's the archaeological dig you can see in a video in House of Ashes. Or, you know, Mission Winterfold. That's like the extent of like narrative hints. But like the curator I think is what's like available to do like a season finale like cliffhanger thing. Mm. And 
I think he's mad at his boss. So when you meet him in the first game, he's like, it's not my place to interfere, but I might be persuaded to offer the occasional hint. And then he'll still give you kind of hints, even if you tell him no. Yeah. In Little Hope, he looked around and then said, but I'm simply here to record what you do, not to help you. And then he drops to a whisper and says, I'm not supposed to interfere, you see. Not my place, apparently. I remember he, that. Yeah, like he's super pissed someone told him off. Yeah. And then he'll – he gives you a lot – like these are the most useful hints. Like if you accept them, they're really useful. He's helping you like really hard. And he even reveals the twist to you. Like if you're paying close enough attention to uh, something he shows you. Yeah. It's the twist of the game. So then came House of Ashes, where he says, understand that I am not here to help you. Then he proceeds to lower his voice and says, although I have been known to build the, bend the rules from time to time. In the game, he only gives you a single hint for the entire playthrough. And before he does it, he says, I can offer you some words of advice as long as you are willing to keep this strictly between ourselves. And then it's the worst hint he's ever given. He's like, it's basically, come out of hell into the light. Wow, I'm 600 feet into the ground. I never would have predicted that the light would help me. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should monster. leave. Maybe I should get out of here. <laughs> Um, but at the end of the first two games, we, he gets out of his desk chair, he walks over to the door, grabs his hat and jacket, and says, I'll see you later. In House of Ashes, he kicks you out. He's like, he goes over, he gets off his, out of his desk, goes to his bookcase and says, you know the way out. He doesn't leave. Like, he's about to talk to someone or something. Ah. Uh. Talk about what happened. Like, yeah. if he has a boss, and he's pissed off the boss by giving you too many hints. That would be quite interesting. So, I think in the fourth game, he's going to do something that gets him fired. Like, I think there's a chance that in the... F I'll cover that in a sec. I think there is a chance still, even though I watched... So, I went through earlier today. Let's complete the other thought. I think he'll be fired, and there's going to be a different curator for at least the fifth game. Someone else will take the position, maybe. Okay. I was pretty certain on that until I wa I went through each of the games. You unlock collectible videos, right? And uh, com. The first two games give you a comic to read that tells you like what happened before the events of the game. And uh, House of Ashes, you pick up these diary notes, and together they form videos, which is I actually like more than the comics. But, like, you also unlock a bunch of, like, dev diaries and stuff. So, like, in uh, Man of Madon, it's the history of um, narrative horror things, and they go back, like, 200 years to talk about different ones. <laughs> like, anthology horror. So they bring up, like, Twilight Zone during it. Uh, they talk about, they do an interview with Sean Asmore, and they do a dev diary about creating the curator. 
and they're like, he'll be your guide through all the games. But this is also the first game, so that could have changed. But since they said he'll be your guide through all the games, I'm not as certain he won't. They'll replace him for the fifth game. But I still think whatever happens that makes it a different season will be something with him. Man, that was a hell of a theory. I guess we'll see. We gotta remember this. We gotta remember to bring this up. Yeah, I also did want to bring this up. Uh, they announced so they, you know, they showed off a lot of gameplay for Devil in Me, right? It's gonna be closer to Resident Evil. It feels like, like it's gonna be l twice as long as the other three, and you do a lot of puzzles like Resident Evil to get out of the, uh, the murder hotel because it's based on America's first serial killer. Man, I'm yeah, I'm I'm pretty overwhelmed with uh, with with Dark Pictures theory now. That was all. That was that was like a good game theory video. Someone should get MatPat on this. I'm gonna call MatPat. No, no, no. We should we should post that. We should post the theory, and then we get the game theory fans. Yeah. You can't really get those fans, though. People try all the time. True. I think it has to do with his personality. Well, yeah. also, he's at a point where... <laughs> he can tell people, go subscribe to my food channel and get a million subscribers in a day. Yeah. Uh, did you? I, I guess since you played all that, you didn't touch Resident Evil Eight. Right. Damn it! But my mental yeah. health is really up, even though it's a horror <laughs> game. So time to go into Resident Evil. Take it back down. <laughs> I, you know, I Balance. keep a list of games I beat. So seeing the number go up feels good. Numbers go up, baby. The numbers go, numbers up. go up. Somebody numbers call New up. York. <laughs> Only go up, go up and up and up, baby, up and up. <laughs> That's why I keep the list of games I've beaten. I think it's up to 20 this year. So a little slow, but... I'm Man, okay inflation's crazy. That was a dud. Uh, all right. <laughs> Cooper is with the with the Fay. All right. So we got a new banner, new ninja banner. Um, it has all, like, all Wyverns. Um, we got Camilla... Shersh, Heath, a Lajarn and Fajorum duo, and a Har Tipashaw's unit. Those are quite the list of names. Those are words. Those are names. Those are, yeah. those are words. None of those words are in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I could show you Heath in the Bible. Ooh. Wyvern, though? Probably not. Probably not, yeah. That's why I picked the one word I was like, that one's probably in it. Also, I gotta head out. Sorry. <laughs> just like, just as quickly as he came, he leaves. 
Oh, but he doesn't get to answer the finishing topic. Oh, that's, topic. It, that's my uh, answer. Oh, you've got. I've got his answer. We're okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I'll see y'all. Um. All right. Tidbits. The Splatoon and Pokemon crossover Splatfest is this weekend. Hey. Woo. The, they released art for it, which looked pretty good. They dressed them all up as the different colors. Mm-hmm. I ordered the keychains. Grass. We were talking about this before the podcast. Grant didn't realize that the Splatfest was this weekend. I thought it was last weekend and I missed it. Cause I no, you can join. Good. Yeah, at least um, three of us will be able to play together. I won't. Oh, I'll yeah. be in Ohio. Speaking of things on that Nintendo page, I want that journal. I have the coins, and I'm arguing about it. There's a uh, three-year journal. Dang. A, like, calendar journal. Yeah. And I use uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Okay. To keep my knowledge. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Jules like that. I don't because like I can't make myself sit still long enough to write stuff down. Like I just have to use my phone. Like my phone, I can do it. Um, but I like, get that. like writing I stuff would... out in like a journal, I can't do. Jules does it. I I just yeah. I was better <laughs> about it when I worked at Disney, but since I went to Lockheed. And, you know, thus no longer had a uh, notepad to just write things on. Um, I was like, okay, well, I will just write it on my computer. I don't keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a week why will go I, by and I'll be like, what did I do last week? Because, like, I look at my Disney sure. one, and for the most part, it's like, boom, done. this is what I did. Like See, I use that for work because too many things are happening. Like, I have to write it down because I just don't have mm-hmm. the mental capacity to remember mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I definitely can only use it, like, at work because I just have to, like, randomly jot down things. And then I forget everything that everybody told me. So I have to I have to write it down. Otherwise, I won't I won't get nothing done. And then people get mad. They come back, like, three days later, like, hey, did you ever do that thing? Like, oh, no, I totally forgot. So... I only got really good at it because I I had college. to for college, yeah. My uh you know, I had a rough time in college for a bit. So yeah. I got an academic advisor who I absolutely adored. But she wanted to see what progress I had made on like assignments and stuff. So she's like, You gotta keep uh a journal. A, yeah, like a calendar. Yeah, a calendar, calendar journal. Whatever. Just so I can see what you're doing. Yeah, and that's mark fair. out. So that's that's why I got really good at it because I was like, "Look, here's what I've done, and here here's what I got today, and here's what I've done." Yeah, I I did it. I did a lot for school too for this for the same reasons that there's too many things going on. Um, mm-hmm. but like now it's like, okay, I've got work. I don't need a calendar for that. Uh, holidays I'm good there about remembering because on. like there's such a big amount of time in my mind that like, okay, yeah, I know I'm doing that. And then, like, I've, like, when I, the thing I'm most stingent about is whenever I'm, like, at a doctor or whatever, um, and I finish my appointment, and, like, you, it's like, you mainly, like, the dentist, right? Like, you do every six months, um, and they're, like, schedule your next one, and they just shoot you some date in freaking April next year. I have yes. to put that in my phone 
at that moment because otherwise I'm gonna totally forget until the week. Luckily, this dentist is still nice, and they'll they'll text you like a week before to make we sure get that you're aware. Called a week before. Yeah, um, but I just have to put it in my calendar, and then I set a reminder for like two weeks before, a week before, a day before, <laughs> just to make sure. Yep, yeah, I I get what you're talking about. The ones that are like, oh, we'll send you the letter, but it's like, but what if it gets lost in the mail? And you only send it like a week before, and it's like, oh shoot, I have the dentist. Yeah. Yeah, mine at this point, like until um, I get on my own insurance, it's just know when I'm going home, and then have it scheduled around going home. Yeah, but it's the best part. They ask you like some random week, like a Tuesday six from yeah, now. Yeah. You're like, would you like morning or afternoon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't get that question. I get does does April sixth at four p.m. because it's four p.m. now. Work for you, and I'm like, what's April? Yeah. 6th? That's usually what what's I do. April? What like whatever day I picked was obviously a good time frame. So I'll be like, do you have a similar time on that random day six months from now? Let's just go with that. I'll work around it. I can't tell you if I'm gonna be available. I'll just there, make myself dude. available. There, uh, I if I'm not available, I'll let something. you know at that point. Yeah, when I'd you text me in, a week before. Um, in college, right? I was supposed to go in in the morning because that's when they scheduled me, right? I was in the middle of class and they called me. No, nice. like, hey, where are um, you? Could you? Where are you? I'm like, uh, I'm in class. Like, I don't know where I'll be in six months. They they tried to have me schedule it uh, on the college program, and like when I was, I think I got it like right before I was gonna come down, right? And they're like, okay, so does November work for you? And I'm like, I don't know. How would I know? I'll schedule off as soon as I start. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Take two says that GTA Six leak will not impact development. Well, that's good. I mean, it really can't. Did y'all look at it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? <laughs> restart. You could restart, and it wouldn't impact development. The only thing you've promised is we will have a female protagonist. Yeah. That's it. That's the one thing you promised. And even look, then, look, everybody look. knows you're going to focus more on GTA 6 online than the actual base game. You'll probably They work. promised a They'll game, do a guys. Story, like... they, they, they promised a game. We all know. We all know. <laughs> Hideo Kojima says a Google Stadia exclusive Death Stranding sequel was never in the works. He got asked, and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Am I stupid? <laughs> hmm, this... <laughs> The platform that has to prove itself <laughs> before anyone's willing to actually put development time. Yes, I put the game that I actually want to succeed and then spending lots of money on in. Yes. Well, you know, I'm sure everybody else did this too, but personally, when I heard Google Stadia was dying, the first thing I thought of was, what about the Death Stranding sequel? <laughs> Ugh. Yes. Uh, report from Bloomberg says that Embracer Group shuts down Montreal Video Game Studio. Apparently it's a mobile game studio. But I'm, like, I saw people call it a mobile game, but I'm kind of confused. Because it's like, they bought it from Square, right? 
So I guess this must have been like a bonus thing that Square threw in. They're like, buy this and we'll tell you what you actually want. Yeah. Tomb Raider. Knights of the Old Republic remake character designs revealed at MCM London. It's only like two. The main villain and I think one of your companions. Nice. Uh, PlayStation Plus has lost nearly 2 million subscribers since its revamp. So, I, I don't think the revamp's just to blame for this. I think COVID numbers boosted it like crazy. Probably, yeah, and it was also, it's also was not a good explanation. Like, it was pretty confusing, so a lot of people might have just thought that, like... I'm gonna get charged double. Yeah. I still want it to have a family plan, man. I would be in on that 100%. True. But also, like, I mean, I don't know, it's just... Family, you don't have a family set of PS5s. Like, you might have two in the house, if you're, like you know, upper class. I know, but you can but. have eight accounts on the same PS5. They know families use them. And then... Don't you get access to PlayStation Plus if one of your... if an account on that PlayStation is owned by someone who has PlayStation Plus? Or maybe not? I, I don't know. I don't you get know. to play the games on there. I never made a test. Because, uh, like, um, I had... a... So like when uh when Cold War was big, um and me and my buddies were playing the zombies mode all the time. Only so my buddy had uh his PS five with PlayStation Plus, and my other friend would play on his PlayStation Five with him like co op and he could just play as online with him. Or as like an he had his own account. account. He had his own account without PlayStation Plus, but since Alex had PlayStation Plus, Aaron could play too. Because it was like online co op. But that might be like a corner case because it's Call of Duty and you're playing right. online on the same game and it's co-op and one person has the online, I'm, so it's fine. I'm trying to think if I have any games like that to test because I have the PlayStation Plus right now. Uh, for a little bit. I wanted to back everything up again. Uh. I think I mentioned that when I bought it. Um, Mario Party and Mario Party 2 are now available on N64 NSO. Dude. Mario Party's one box hurt my brain for a while. I was like, didn't they say this would be one? Why is the three right next yeah, to the... I, yeah, I hate that so much. It still, it still screws with me. I was like, where's one? <laughs> it says three. And then my mind went, wait. Wait, wait, wait. No, they're not nice. So where's videos. three? <laughs> yeah. I, next I, year. Uh, I watched the Scott the Waz video on Mario Party 2 and it's just like this is an improved version of 1 <laughs> yeah but I'd rather play the GameCube ones it's fucking Mario Kart again <laughs> uh, new Pokemon revealed Gimmagool he has a queen he has two versions he has a chest version and uh the theory right now is that if I don't I don't know how we're supposed to go about filling up the chest, but the the theory is that if you fill up the chest with a thousand coins, then he's gonna evolve because they did a little storybook thing, which is actually pretty unique for a reveal. Um, and it talked about 
the chest version controlling this girl and she was picking up coins and putting them in the chest and it stopped when she got to a thousand like it didn't say what happened at that point hmm. um but then there's the version that walks around um which is the wanderer version and that's in go right now hmm. uh i uh, don't think it's available to like catch yet so i think i didn't watch what? the trailer but did it have voice acting? Because the mm. doggy one had voice acting. And then they were like, we're not putting voice acting in Pokemon. Why not? The this is like... the both. So um, the professor from Go and the professor in uh, Scarlet and Violet. Were There's both... two professors in Scarlet and Violet. I don't think it was one, or not the professor. I guess he was a teacher. It was the um, guy, and you have the girl in the. Uh, no, no, it wasn't her outfit. It wasn't Craven or um, Craven's counterpart. No, it was uh, I guess one of the teachers. He looked like a nerd. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> out of pocket. Um, but they, they both had voice acting, and the storybook had voice acting. Drives me crazy. It's like the one thing, if they're not going to do anything else, they could at least give us voice acting, you know, almost 30 years in. I mean, especially considering the fact that there were parts of uh, Sword and Shield that. That obviously like should have had it, yeah. Uh, the singing. Any part where they were singing or talking into a mic. Like, yeah, they should have had it. All right. Lots of ghost Pokemon in this region, which is a good decision. But hopefully it doesn't make it feel like a water Pokemon in Hoenn. Like, there's a balance. Yeah, but there's so many water Pokemon. Even, like, even at, you know, because they're, they're easily going to hit a thousand Pokemon uh, with this next game. Um and even whoever is a thousand should have a gold shiny. I think there are gold shiny. Arbok has a gold shiny. Yeah, but this is a thousand. I'm just saying it should be special. I honestly we wouldn't made be surprised. It Thirty years later, I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, evolution of Gimme Ghoul's chest form is the thousandth Pokemon. Stranger Things VR game announced for winter 2023. You play Vecna. Ah. <laughs> you play Vecna. Wait, seriously? Why? Yes, that's confirmed. I wasn't joking. I don't like that. Why do you want to play the villain? Uh, I don't know. Play the game. Find out. No. I'd have to get a VR headset. A good excuse, but you could get the PSVR two and play it. With what Cause... money? All my money goes to rent. All your money goes to Halloween and di Christmas. I still pay rent. 
You made your choices. I still pay rent. Uh, no comment. Uh, Ben Studio has now grown to over a hundred and fifty devs. Ben Studio. They work for Sony. They made uh Uncharted Golden Abyss. Ah. Uh, they also worked on Days Gone. I only knew that game off the top of my head. I don't know what else they made. Guys. Wait, what? hold on. I gotta read to confirm this before I say it. Yeah, don't say it and then be raw. Guys. Uh. Mm. They developed Bubsy 3D. Oh, uh, let's go. I'm so glad this company has 150 employees now. Uh, they were called iDetect at the time. But it was a, their team of eight people. They developed Bubsy Bubsy 3D. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Kratos, Atreus, and Freya costumes for Sackboy: A Big Adventure available on November 9th, which is the day this podcast comes out. Yep. Oh yeah, doesn't that release on Friday? Yes. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Because it's like that, and then there's enough, a little bit of breathing time for Devil and Me, and then it's Pokemon. Like uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to be out before Game Awards. Um, so, well, yeah. I've noticed the more important thing though. Black, Black Friday. Friday. Yeah, right, right. Mm. I I have noticed this. Um. So on this last Friday, the Pokemon Switch released, right? Yeah. And I've like all weekend I've still seen uh like Wario sixty four and Cheapass Gamer post that it's available, and I'm just like. What is going on? It's a Pokemon Switch. So. Huh? The Pokemon variants are always super popular. That's I the thing. The... Alex. It's still available. It was still available yesterday. Oh, and it's OLED, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That should be sold out. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not. <laughs> Um, Maybe everybody's waiting on that Zelda OLED, though. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Indie World Showcase is also happening this Wednesday. So yeah. we'll talk about it next we'll week. cover what they talk about. Maybe there will be something interesting, but probably not. Let's see... It, there's also that Pokemon uh, trailer that's releasing whenever that is, and that it should be the last one before the game releases. And we will probably mention whatever's announced in that if it's significant enough. The Pokemon. The Pokemon's going to be the one thing that's significant. They've already announced everything special for this game. They did a deep dive into terraforming, which you <laughs> terraforming. Yeah, love that. Alan Wake remastered has sold less than Remedy hoped. Oh, really? Couldn't have guessed. I think anybody could have predicted it would under sale. I promise you, they set the sell high 
the sell price really or sell bar really high, even though it's like, huh? What is this? It's Alan Wake remastered. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the only remaster that will go crazy, Bangbusters maybe, is the uh, depending on what they do, it's the the cheerleader uh, zombie killer one that I can't remember. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I think people will be interested in that one because it's kind of insane. And people are looking for insane things. Like, I feel like we're kind of moving out of the depressed era. People don't want to play depressing things. They want to play. Yeah, well, we've, I think we. Think about it. Right? Sign of the like, times, boys. Yeah. Think, think about it in terms of like um, what's going on in the world, right? Because it's. Do I want to think what's expensive. going on? Do I want to think I... about that? No, yeah, it'll make not. you depressed. I don't but think that's I want to problem. Think about that. Like that's the problem. It's like the real world is depressing. Why do I want to play a game for that's hours on end that is also depressing? Or watch a show and it bring it up. It's like, yeah, I know, but I'm watching this show for escapism, not for you to exactly. Like Hey, you know that problem that's going on? Yes. Yes, yes, I do. I know so much about it. Don't you want to hear our take on it? No. <laughs> Not really. Uh, Brawlhalla Cross Avatar, the last Airbender reveal trailer came out. Interesting. Also, Smite Cross RuneScape and Old School RuneScape crossover happening. Yeah. That's awesome. Both. Is it going to be good? Probably not, but it's, like, really interesting. <laughs> it's a very interesting combination. Uh, Modern Warfare... Oh, uh, you go ahead. If it wasn't for the fact it was on the official uh, page, Xbox's page, I don't know if I would believe that one. The Smidex RuneScape handle. Uh, yeah. I know, I know, right? It just sounds absolutely insane. Big uh, brain, though. Uh, Modern Warfare Two tops one billion dollars in sales in ten days. And it also broke the franchise's 72-hour sales record of $800 million. That's good. So, game is... Exp uh, Activision said player engagement has exceeded more than 200 million hours and over a billion matches across PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. I mean, I would have predicted that. Yeah, Turned you're telling me the biggest game of two generations ago, now with all those people that played that grown up and having money, are not right, going to blow up that game? But also people who have heard about the old school Call of Duty. Yeah, Modern Warfare 2 is like the peak for so it's many people. It's the recognizable title. Yeah. Yeah, this makes sense. Gaming's bigger than it was, and this is... This is that game. This is like if Nintendo was like, we're remastering... This is, it's kind of what... Mario um, Galaxy. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was kind of thinking. Mario well, Galaxy would be a good example. I was kind of thinking, or, like, if even if it was, what, we're remastering if, Mario sixty four. Well, yeah. no, it's, I, 
considering they just did uh, right. Mario 35, like a three pack, if they had done all three of those as full remasters. But they'd still be available. They wouldn't have sold them together, but they'd still be available. Yeah. Yeah, but as far like, if they had announced all three of those as full remasters together, it's the same idea. No, because Modern Warfare was just by itself. It's just two. Then 64, I guess. Look, the only one <laughs> they would have put together is uh, probably Galaxy 1 and 2 if they had remastered them. Yeah. They might have put that as two together. They should have remastered Galaxy 2. Um, Xbox considering letting players turn down performance to save energy. Interesting proposition. That's crazy to me. I mean, it's not a four. It's just an option. It's whatever. I mean, yeah, but cool like, to have the option, I guess. I guess. So I just know. the idea that you can do that is a little crazy to me. Of oh, you can. You don't need the full power. You can still run it. Yeah, I mean, especially like if you're not um, playing on a 4K TV or something. You know, you don't need the full processing power. I think it's interesting. I don't think they'll implement it in this gym, but definitely they'll definitely have it in the next gym because they'll have it, the idea set in stone, unless, like, Bill Spencer gets outed. Not possible, but, like... Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is going to be PS5 exclusive for at least six months. And then it will be Epic Store exclusive. <laughs> um, the 2020 reveal trailer did mention a PC version, but this reference was removed from later versions of the video. So there it is. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Old but still I interesting. I hadn't paid exclusivity at that point yet. Yeah. Or they had it. Or it was like still in the talks. Like they hadn't signed. Mm-hmm. Um, old but still interesting tidbit every US PlayStation 2 game manual is now scanned in 4K I think that's awesome yeah I actually really like that one yeah that's a good one Simple. that's a very fun one um, rumors the Sims 5 playtest build playtest build called Project Ring has been cracked and pirated that sounds right on brand nobody has actually found where it is it's just like an article claiming that they because but they posted screenshots so kind of but there's no like at last i heard nobody found where it's like released it, essentially what happened is ea fucked up you can share the game to other people and that's kind of how it happened but all it is right now is you can play around from the people who have played it you can uh play around in the building mode of the house and you can paint the furniture like instead of having presets like 30 presets or whatever you can make it be like oh i want the chair to be black but uh, like the handles to be black but i want the chair to be blue instead of it being like the chair can be red and black or it can be blue and white yeah like you can go crazy with the details which it's a good step in Sims direction, but hopefully it doesn't mean they're going to cut a bunch of things from the base game and be like, well, we gave you a lot of house modeling, and I'm like, it's not what I play Sims for. 
I I mean that's what I said about Animal Crossing, and yet here we are. Hmm. Um, Elden Ring potential DLC content info data mine from version one point oh seven. I wonder what's gonna come of that. That'd be I mean, probably would sell damn well. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, and also PS Five Slim to be released Q three of next year. Y'all believe that? I could see it. Three years. I could see it. Especially if it means that they get more systems out. If it means we'll switch to PS5 exclusivity, I'll take it. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think, like, the biggest complaint with the biggest, like, complaint with the PS5's design is that it's clunky as hell. I like it. Like, I think it looks great. Don't get me wrong. And, like, if you have the room to stand it up, then it's fine. It's a great... It's like a showpiece, almost. Like, it looks really cool. It's not just a game I console. Get like, you, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, but... I've got it uh, sitting on a table. Yeah. Because, you know, downstairs, there's just... It's it's shelving units, like, at your house. Uh, mom's old house. So, up here, it was fine when I was playing it up here. Because I could just set it on the, the shelf below the TV on the entertainment center. But downstairs I have like this little baby table to sit on because it's massive. So I get that complaint. Yeah. Because I want it I to mean, be able to breathe. Like I could move it towards the games, but I don't want it breathing on the games. Yeah, I felt it get hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not worth the risk. And also, like, now that it's been out for a while and it's been fully debugged and everything, now they can, like, cheap up the parts, you know, uh, consolidate things, easier right, to manufacture. Gonna, they know that people haven't cracked it by now. They can make a cheaper version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's think... the thing. Sony, like, Sony is really good about the security of their systems. I mean... So is Nintendo, except for when Nvidia failed them. But after they patched that, people haven't gotten around it on the Switch. Yeah, but the difference is, since there's no way to close the that patch, all their games do still end up getting leaked. You know? Yeah. And also, I mean, it's... So, like, Xbox is easy because it's literally a PC in a box. And a Switch... Xbox, like, like hack us. We want you to put the game yeah. on Yeah. They even offer dev mode to you. You can access yeah. dev mode out of the box. They don't care. Um, and the, the Switch... Switch like basically unhackable except for the original model, which had the design flaw. Yeah. And I wouldn't say unhackable. It's just really inconvenient to do it because Nintendo is going to can tell when they've when you've done it so it's not that it's super hard but they really discourage you because like oh we're just gonna fucking ban you from everything um because it's still an android tablet like it might have switch firmware on it and they've like it's not going to be easy but most of the dissuading comes from like the well we can tell when you've done it sort of thing yep. um and you know ps5 is still kind of a pc in a box but they they do re really make it difficult to get past everything um Okay, finishing topic. What is your metric for uh, if a game is worth the price you paid for it? Um, 
I'll read these questions here. Is it a dollar uh, an hour or a dollar a minute? Is it based on something comparable like going to the movies? Run about $20 for two hours, so is it $10 an hour? Is it how much fun you had with the game, or is it something else entirely? So I can read Cooper since he's had a he's sent it. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay, so Cooper's is... Honestly, it would probably be based on the enjoyment or experience of the game. Games can be enjoyed at any price point for me. That's not what I'm worried about. I judge it more on how long of my time was spent enjoying the game. For example, I love Dragon Quest, but I have to judge it judge the fact I spent so much time grinding the game. However, games like Among Us and Phasmophobia, I can just jump in and enjoy without having to grind. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um for, for me it's really yeah, just like did I get good satisfaction out of it? Like is it hitting those buttons? Is it yeah, like it was the story so, really gripping. I mean, cause like, think of it. Mine's, like, are you good? Yeah, I was gonna let you finish, but it's basically no, you that. Mine's based on the fun. Like, mm -hmm. so let, let's take an example of something I beat, and I kind of forgot to bring this up. So, Little Hope, right? I beat it. I had a great time. But if you know the twist, then there's no reason to replay the game, because, like, I get why that would ruin the game for people. Like, I 100% get it, because it's different than the other ones, where it's like, wow, okay, it kind of cheapens your choices. Because, um, like, like Stardew Valley, 15 bucks. The right. amount of enjoyment I've gotten out of that game is easily worth $100. So, yeah. like, yeah, I did. But also, like... Resident Evil 8 was a very small amount of time in comparison, and that was 60 or 70, yeah, I think 60. 60. Yeah. 60. And, I think like, I it kept me engaged. I played it all the way through. And, like, for me personally, that's a big thing because I just don't finish a lot of games. Like, if you can encapsulate me enough to make me play all the way through, then, yeah. So, I actually do get the argument of an hour, a dollar an hour. It until I started playing a lot of horror games, where I'm like, "Damn, I got my money's worth," and it, you know, yeah, because it it gave you a horror experience, like a genuinely good horror mm -hmm. experience, which is what you're paying for for that. Um, yeah, I, I you can't you can't drag out a horror game for sixty hours. I think hours. you reach the point of you got the dollar an hour, like some people like to do. Then yeah, you can be like, "Yes, this game was a hundred percent worth it," because. But it's just not possible with some games. Some are just short. Um, that's why I kind of did the $10 an hour. I think that's a little more fair. Because you'll reach that, like, based on the horror example, you'll reach that in most of them. Yeah. Yeah, true. But I do base it, did I enjoy my time? Because I've bought games and then didn't enjoy it and been like, this is a waste of money more than the games I beat quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I, like, I think it really depends. Like, the only time I feel like I'm going to count whether or not uh, I got my money's worth out of it on the hours is if I'm not enjoying it. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I just don't understand putting a metric like that because it's more of just like, did you enjoy yeah. the, exp- like, are you happy with what happened? Because that determines the worth right there. Like, cause it's either is or it's not, you can't, I mean, I'm sure there's some games where you can just base like the time you got out of it equal to the money you paid for it. But right. this goes back to the stupid thing. Like Metroid Dread should have been $60 because it was 2d. But like, right. and yeah, like, I didn't play all that game. Up. I didn't play that game all the way through at first, but I came back and I beat it, and it was just as good as when it came out. Like, it's a great game. Yeah. I had a great time oh, playing that it. final boss fight. Oh, yeah, so good. Uh, and then like Resident Evil Seven, I paid twenty dollars for and got just as much, if not more, enjoyment as I did out of Resident Evil Eight. Is Resident Evil Eight not worth it? No, it's totally worth it. Resident Evil Seven is also worth it at that price, but like. You- it, I think my, the, go ahead. I go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, in terms of like prices, uh, think about like when Metopia released on 3DS, right? When you've got all these other RPGs at the same time, it's new. It's and I played it, all it. I played it all the way through. I enjoyed the first half, like the first twenty-ish hours, but then it's all backtracking until you get like to unlock the final area. It's all backtracking, and I think in a case like that, where it's like you know you enjoy it up to a certain point, and then just goes stale, it's like pain you know yeah because like how like because like at that point how do you judge it because like oh yeah i really enjoyed it up till whatever and then it went downhill yeah and that starts to become more of like a, a different discussion of like is the game just not good like is it like mm-hmm. a false promise like i uh I know a Super Rush, Mario Golf Super Rush. I don't think that was worth $60 because, like, it's not that if Mario Golf Super Rush was a great Mario Golf game, then it would be. But the fact is, at least for me, when I played it, it was fun at first. Like, when I first started playing it, but the facade quickly falls through and it just becomes like, oh, this is just a stupid golf gimmick. Like, it's not an actual good, awesome Mario Golf game. It's just golf mario plastered on it with like Mm. mechanics that are kind of either cliche or cumbersome like still has an ultra smash though where it's literally just tennis yeah i didn't even finish the story mode in that because i got because like as much as oh wait not ultra smash uh the one that came after it um aces aces i didn't finish aces because it was just, like, for what they, I guess, expected you to do, which was online, all the challenges, like, the boss of the areas, those were, like, literally there to extend your playtime. And I still don't understand the point of extending playtime when your game is focusing online. Like... You're 
once people stop going online for your game, it's dead. Yeah. You know? So why are you holding them up by making the bosses stupidly hard? Because it's not strategy that you win with it. It's did you hit the buttons at exactly the right frame to get whatever the fuck it wanted? Yeah. Um, Let's get good at the stupid mechanics. Like the best story in a sports game for Nintendo is uh, one of the Mario ones. It's it's Sluggers on the Wii. Oh yeah. Because it's just go find all your companions, and it's like forty characters that you pick up you hand them junk and they're like yeah i'll join you for baseball let's go it's just kind of funny um yeah it's, it's also it's just kind of like a difficult question to really put like a definitive answer on like this is my metric because i don't really think about how much right. I paid, I think more of like, oh, this game was good or this game was bad. Yeah, I don't yeah. really think about the price. I just brought that up because I see a lot of people because they're like, I'm a patient gamer. I wait forever for it to go on sale because I don't think it's worth the price. And it's like... But how do you judge the price if you haven't played the game? Yeah. Because yeah. like, like if... I understand waiting until, you know it releases and people actually have time to review it but like how i like this like, is gonna no you go first there's like a community called r slash patient gamers on reddit and all they do a lot of it's complaining about nintendo games never going on sale because they're like i don't want to buy a game at full price i want to pay cheaper because you can like, if you if you're willing to wait essentially, like, until basically the console's dead and there's but they essentially don't think the games are worth the price they sell them for so they will wait forever for the game to go on sale and that's i mean i mean that can be a fair argument that's kind of a different question to what this is but yeah but that's kind of but the, a lot of them do bring up the dollar per hour metric which is why i brought that up i don't really think it's a fair metric yeah, no, it's it's really dependent on like what you want out of it, you know. But well, with one uh, sec on the dollar per hour thing, should I pay three hundred dollars for Mario Kart because I have three hundred hours in it? Here, let's. So this is my Animal Crossing Switch, right? So it might have my hours from when I played on it. I put I put 115 hours into Splatoon 3. <laughs> nice. Not including so the Splatoon time. Splatoon 3 worth $100 then? That, you know, that so, is the question. I, again, I, and that's kind of like, that's kind of spinning the question. Like, I don't think so. It's A more of bit. like, if it's just if it can hit what it's sold for, not that it would make it worth more. Like, would I pay $700 for Stardew Valley? No. Obviously. I would not. Um, but for what it's... I mean, yeah, it just, like, it hits the metric. It's good for what it is. It, uh, it just gets really tough. More of... So, like, when you get to bigger games that 
don't do much more than some indies do when indie games usually cost less than 20 bucks. I don't know. There's a this there's a big spider web in this question. There's a lot of That's things that come out of on it. the indie thing cuz you also got to think about presentation though. Yeah, the cuz so think about this, right? Do you mean, want a million no. side quests of random junk? No. Or would you rather have a tightly wound story? Like I could bad a well, game. Well, it Okay. See, that's also going off. True, um, but website. But to answer your question, it depends. Is it like Terrytown, or is it Fetch Quest? Because those are two opposite. The vast of majority of games scale. do Fetch Quest. Yeah. Exactly. Which is the problem? That's just you know. Because people bring up the dollar per hour metric. I think it's like way more well known because like that's kind of why developers try to pad their game with that stuff because people bring it up. Yeah, people just look at playtime and equate playtime to good. Mm -hmm. I was able to put this many hours in. That means it's good. Uh, To put it in a not gaming perspective, right? Um, Like these shuts down. Do what? Like I said, like the movie example. No, 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 no. Um, something that isn't just like one, uh, you know, one time. Because movie example, you could also technically, uh, uh relate to food, because that's also. I did it based on only tickets. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm thinking like a theme park annual pass, that's like Disney Universal, idea. like. Because that's not something you're going to burn just one and done. Um, so, like, uh, for instance, Universal, right? Their two-part um, without uh, Fast Pass, whatever, uh, Express Pass, um, is $400 before tax, right? But that's not $400 for one go. That's $400 for a year. So that price, you know, drops every time you go because that's the equivalent of going multiple times. So, like, in the same way, it's, like, it's similar to the dollars per hour because it's how many times are you getting your use out of it. Like, if you go one time and have, like, the best theme park day ever, does that make the 400 or... uh? I think this actually the only AP right now for Disney is also 400. But that does that make the 400? Yeah, as a small as a small amount of really really high ex, like experiences equal or better to going just enough Quantity. times to get your money's worth out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, and it, this is it really gets into a gray area just because it's a creative thing because it's not like I can't just like be like oh yeah well i paid 13 dollars for the shitty wrench from harbor freight but i got to use it for like two years so that's pretty good money's worth you know what i'm saying like i can't it's not some object or like a thing i use it's an experience so it just depends on if yeah. you like the experience or not because yeah that's really i mean i think that's what it comes down to me it's just it was it good like did you enjoy it then yeah it was worth the money because you enjoyed it if you didn't enjoy it then either it was too expensive for what it was or the game was just bad like that question's gonna answer it. I don't think you can just 
because you can't you're not going to make me play a game to to a dollar an hour that's not going to make it more worth it yeah like i'm going to spend more time doing it but i feel like a lot of times following that metrics just going to make you force yourself to play a game that you might not even like that much but you're going to force yourself to get the money out of it and some like and some games don't even have that long you know because like resident evil 8's playtime is like 13 hours i think yeah on average and it's 60 dollars 70 dollars something like that i mean um take for instance pokemon right like that those games to beat the story somewhere in the 20 hour range no diamond and pearl is like 40 i do have 35 hours in uh shiny that's right because it goes on forever okay but that's an outlier most are like 20 to the 30 so like an average of 25 i think um uh, how about this? Like, how about this? Binding of Isaac is mm-hmm. theoretically infinite replayable, right? It's like randomly generated, because... new runs every time. Right, but mm-hmm. you could just beat it once as well. Yeah, does that make it not worth it if you don't replay it a bunch of times? Like, what if you hate dungeon crawlers? And you only learn that after beating it the one time. Does that make it not worth the money, or does that just mean you don't like dungeon crawlers? It depends on why like don't I don't like really it. like I don't really like multiple hundred hour RPGs. Are they worth the money in this metric? Then yes, because you pay sixty bucks max and, and you get three you content. get three hundred hours of content. But I don't but I do not want to play mean... that. I don't want yeah. to play that. So does that make it worth it to me? No, you can't put like a. There's no objective Dollar. right answer for this. I think it's just did you enjoy it. Yeah, the totally. Yes, I'm, you I'm fully with that. Hey, what is worth? Sword. Whoops. Like I know, get people get on semantics because they're like, "Well, games went up, you know, from fifty to sixty, and now they're going up to seventy. But like, we're not that much higher than we were because in sixty-four games, we're sixty-five at the minimum." Yeah, didn't uh Super Mario RPG cost like 80 bucks? Yeah, it was crazy. Like at least we have a set this will be the price of AAA games. You and you can get into semantics on that as well. Should AA games cost the same as AAA? Yeah. And I mean, technically what we've seen no Nintendo still charges 60 for Switch games while PlayStation and Xbox are moving to the $70 price point. Yeah. Mm. Quite the question. All right. Well, I think that's going to end us here. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please share us with a friend. We post every Wednesday, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com, Games. Anywhere that you find podcasts, you can listen to us. Add us on Twitter at All Night Gamers with a K. Uh, let's see. What is your metric for is the game worth the price? Give us an essay. What do you think? Um, are you going to buy a PlayStation VR 2? Uh, and are you going to buy Sonic Frontiers? Let us know.
And join us next week for Wii U's tenth anniversary. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, it's gonna be a big week next week. We got the Wii U thing coming out. Uh, we got Pokemon, Pokemon stuff. We got the Indie World Showcase. Um, and and then maybe Jeff Keighley will release the poll. Yeah, and also uh, God of War Ragnarok will be out, so we can look at those reviews too. Come join us next week. It'll be a fun time. We'll see you there. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.